And then we just start talking. We just start, and then it's just like. Mm-hmm. And then. I gotta figure out how to make sounds. I mean, we. I'm sure we can figure that out in the process. Something for a, another epi- a later episode. A later episode. I mean, we just kind of. This is our first episode. We gotta get the hang of it. Yeah. I've never, I've never made a podcast before. Me neither. About you. Yeah, no. I, this is this will be my first experience. Obviously, I've DJed and stuff before, but DJ Bobby, DJ Bobby Bob's, nothing like this. Our our host of the evening. Oh yeah, and and my co-host. I'm Ben. That's Ben. Nice to meet you guys. Yeah. So welcome to the first episode of the Mixed Martial Art Street Podcast. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about a fight card from last night. Um, Kellen Vieira versus Misha Tate. It was a, it was an all right card. I mean, yeah. What do you think? I didn't watch many of the the prelims, but I wasn't super like excited about any of the fights I saw. Yeah. Some of them were good. There's a lot of good moments, but a lot of a lot of good moments. Yeah. A lot a lot of fun, interesting moments. Yeah. Obviously, Terrence McKinney not fighting was a real bummer. Um, yes. Would have loved to see him. That was. That would have been nice. My favorite name on that card, so. But, uh, of course, his cornerman. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. That's fine. Um, we could start with our – do you want to start with our picks? Sure. For the – yeah. Might as well. <laughs> Might as well. So we made uh, our picks for, for the main card last night. Um, I guess we'll, yeah. we'll start first fight. Adrian Yanez and Davy Grant. I had Adrian Yanez knocking out Davy Grant. Um I, I did not. I had Davy Grant just because I liked his name. Dangerous Davy Grant, and he kept it close. Um, he did. It was a. It was, I think, uh, one of the tweets during the the fight said it was a great scrap. Great scrap. Yeah, right. It was. It was a great scrap. It was. Um, Yanez worked behind the jab quite a bit, and I think what kept Davy in the fight was hitting that one-two high kick quite a bit. Beautiful um, combination. Yeah. Um, not not nearly on like a Robert Whitaker level, but you know, still 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 rather impressive. Um, I remember you told me before the fight I picked Davy Grant. You're like, oh, I think it's a bad pick. Like, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I I feel like I was proved a little little mm-hmm. wrong, especially the fight ended up being a split decision. Um, yeah, yeah, if I don't know if you remember that, one of the one of the judges scored it 30-27 for Grant. Gave him all three rounds. I I, yeah, that. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that that was very accurate. But um. the last two rounds, I think, were kind of coin flips. I think the second round went to Grant. Yeah, uh, the first round, I don't see. I don't see. I don't see how you could give that to to no. Grant in any respect of the word. But um, no, definitely second and third round. I I could it could have gone either way. Both rounds. I think I definitely gave Grant the third. But um, yeah, I I I thought it was twenty nine twenty eight. Adrian Yanez. So, um, I mean, what else? What else do we have to say about that? Um, oh, Saul Solis, um, Adrian Yanez's old coach. Obviously, at the end of the fight, Yanez was was very, uh, very emotional. Um, his his old coach died of COVID in August. COVID related, um, yeah, COVID related issues. Um, so. Obviously, rest in peace to him, and it was a great win to get off of, to get even without his his coach being there. So that's uh, 
very good for him. Yeah, I, I saw him fall to his knees after the fight, and I was like, did he, does he think he lost that? That's and what I was like, thinking. Yeah. I, at first, I didn't realize, but then they brought that. I was like, oh, that's very – That would I would be crying too. That's um, – yeah, so you got the cards pulled yeah, up I there. the cards for the, uh, the fight. Scorecards. And they did have it. Tony – yeah, Tony Weeks had it 30-27 for Davy Grant. That's uh, very – very interesting. Other yeah. two were what, 29, 28? They were identical. In favor of Yanez. That's that's what I had as well. Um, although they did give, they gave the second to Davey and the third back third to Yanez. I, yeah, I think from watching that far, I think Davey definitely had the second round, but mm -hmm. I am a little surprised they, uh, the both the other two judges called it the same. Yeah, like um, I mean, I, Obviously, the 30-27 in favor of Grant, that's going to throw off a lot of things. If you, I felt like maybe 29-28 Grant would have been fine, even so. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't know how you give him all three rounds. I, neither do I. That's, a, that's, why, that's why we don't get paid to judge <laughs> that's why. That's why we're doing the podcast yeah. and they're doing <laughs> the commentary. Huh. All right, well, I guess we'll move on to to the second fight of the main card, and that was... Talia Santos um, fighting JoJo Wood. Mm -hmm. um, first fight after getting married to her coach, John Wood. She used to be JoJo Calderwood. So uh, that, that's, that's pretty cool. I was um, not aware of this. Yeah, that's, so now she's not, she's not Joanne Calderwood. She's, she's Joanne Wood. So wow. she got rid of the Calder. I mean, that's it's kind of an interesting little tidbit. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how that works out. I mean, obviously... Um, Talia Santos, uh, dominating performance. She had two knockdowns very early and the quick rear naked choke before the end of the first round. Um, Dana White gave her a performance bonus. Oh, yeah, she had the, the bonus. The only one of the night. Um, there weren't really many finishes, so yeah, that, that does make sense. Does kind of make sense. Oh, I guess while I'm on, I, I'll say uh, Yanez and Davy Grant had the fight of the night too. That was uh, oh. fight of the night. That makes which sense. is yeah. which is I, I agree good with scrap. that too. Good great scrap, great, great scrap. scrap, back and forth. Yeah, um, Santos is the only that fight was the only thing I got right for my prediction. Yeah. <laughs> what you were one yeah. one of five. Yeah, I had uh, I had Santos you know, I uh, by unanimous decision. Obviously the submission in the first round. Um, but yeah, no, um, I have one here. JoJo Owen won since getting married to her cornerman. So I, I, I went <laughs> looking to see. Right. Yeah, <laughs> she's doing something right. I hope I hope he's a good guy. Um, I mean, I, I went looking for uh, to see what UFC fighters' records were after they got married to their cornermen because I know quite a quite a few of them have done that. Really? Yeah, especially like female fighters. I think that's like a conflict of interest. Well, like I think Thug Rose. I do. I think Thug Rose is is dating her her coach. I, I could be wrong. Okay. I know Trevor Whitman um, is a part of her camp, and obviously Trevor Whitman has been married for like 15 years, but I believe one of her coaches is... I'll fact check that at the end. That's okay. just um, putting it out there. Something to come back to. Yeah. Well, while we're on the subject of Quirman, wasn't... Um, was it Misha Tate and Michael Chiesa? Do they have the same coach? Yeah, um, I believe that's right. Because um, one of those yeah. coaches had a, a double header. Yeah, like back-to-back back yeah, fights. Back to back. I, I think you're right about that. Kate Chiesa and then uh, Misha Tate. Obviously, neither of them won fights. No, um, 
tough, tough break. We'll yeah. we'll get to that in a sec. Um, I'm. We'll, we can just touch on Kyung Ho Kang and Yaya. That was a beatdown. Yeah, Yaya controlled for second and third rounds. I gave I gave Kang the first, but um, Yaya controlled him very well going into the second and third, and I think he had like eight minutes or so of control in, in those last two rounds so like clear that. clear win for him not yeah. a, not a very exciting fight obviously I'm, unless you like grab I'm a grappling guy but yeah. I know like most fans will say oh that was that was a boring fight um so we, we won't we I mean won't they were stick throwing on that some, they were they were throwing some good punches and stuff they were they were the first round was uh was pretty close um but I I, I gave it to Kang I don't know do you want to pull up the scorecards for that one sure. I don't remember how they scored it, but I'm sure it was uh, unanimous in favor of Yaya. Um, and while you're pulling that up, um, I'll start talking about Chiesa versus Brady, which was my pick. That was my pick before the fight for being the fight of the night. Um, Br- uh, Sean Brady surprised me. I Same. I did not I did not expect him to come out there and manhandle. Um, that's one of the best grapplers in the welterweight division. I mean, like maybe I don't, I'd say like maybe Chiesa's even on Usman and obviously Vicente, Chiesa's last fight against Vicente Luque, um, that was, he, it could have gone his way and he, he went submission over position and obviously got caught and choked out in the first round, but that was a great fight. So um, seeing Sean Brady do what he did last night, I thought that was really impressive. Um, did yeah, he's you, still undefeated now. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's now 5-0 and in the UFC. I believe he's 15-0 and overall, which is spectacular. Um, Usman was, Kamar Usman was ringside for that fight. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of odd because I didn't think that was a title eliminator. It was a 6-14 versus 14 matchup. I mean the way so, Brady is fighting, he hasn't. I he agree. Hasn't I mean, yet. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give him Usman next. He needs to beat someone in well, like the yeah. top five before he gets there. But um, they were talking before the fight. They were like, "Oh, Usman's eyeing Chiesa," but Chiesa is coming off a loss, and obviously another and now another one. So um, I don't know if that's if that's really the best fight that Usman should be going after. Um, awesome. So here's the scorecards for Yaya, and it was yeah unanimous, 29-28. All, all three of them awesome. gave uh, gave Kang the first round, which is how I had it too. But obviously, um, some great grappling on the back end um, by Yaya gave him the last two. Um, okay, yeah. So Kiesa versus Brady. Um, do you still have the cards on that? Is that like their scorecards on that? It should be open, but that appears to be where it stops. Huh. Let me, well, let me do a little digging. I'll find, I'll find the rest of them. Awesome. Um, during the fight, I guess we'll talk about this. Um, <laughs> there was a moment where the announcers um, were like, oh, Chiesa and Brady are jawing at each other. And it turns out um, in the post-fight press conference, they asked um, Brady what he had said to Chiesa. And he said, he said you're freaking strong. Uh, in the fight, he wasn't expect <laughs> expecting a a scrawny guy. I know you said something. You're like, ah, oh, the Chiesa looks like a guy that like you wouldn't even until he takes his shirt off, you wouldn't even assume he's yeah. like a mixed martial arts fighter. Mm-hmm. He just kind of looks like 
a dad, yeah. you know. <laughs> the thing with a lot of MMA guys is they just look like normal dudes, and then and then and then you get them in the ring, and yeah, damn, you're freaking strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, except so. anybody else, Kiesa could probably kill a normal guy with bare hands. Yeah, so. yeah, Kiesa. I mean, he's one of. I I keep saying this, and I'll, I'll probably say it three more times before this podcast is over, but. Chiesa is one of the best grapplers in the welterweight division, and and, and seeing Brady uh, go out there and and just ragdoll him yeah. at times, even like Chiesa would go for takedowns, and Brady would would uh, roll through and somehow end up in back control. Yeah. Um, in the back almost the entire fight. Yeah, the like. the amount of back control he had was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I just think maybe Chiesa um, overextended a lot on some combos. I mean he. He was hitting some one-twos, but then he was throwing the body knee a lot, and uh, Brady was doing a good job at catching that yeah. and countering with some takedowns. He had a, he had a few of them, but mm-hmm. they definitely just they weren't doing enough. They weren't doing enough. Brady's I agree. just such a big guy. Yeah, no, Brady, Brady <laughs> with the back tat, too. How about that yeah. back tat? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man, that's a scary-looking back tat. It and is. he said he's not even done. He wants he wants to do his whole body. Yeah. So, um yeah, except no. the face. Except for, except for, except the, face, for the face, obviously. Um, so you said, I think I just saw um, the card was 29-28, unanimous for um, for Brady. Um, I'm curious to see what round they gave to Chiesa, because I would even go as far as saying that that could have possibly been a 30-27. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Brady... Had made a case for for winning almost all three rounds. Um, I, so I guess I guess we'll we can talk about the main event now. Um, nice. Vieira and Tate, um, Ketlin Vieira, um, making a statement. Um, she said. She said before the fight, um, she kind of came out pretty lackadaisical. I think I gave Misha the first couple rounds, um, but it was a very close fight. I We saw fan cards score at 48-47 Tate, 48-47 Santos, mm-hmm. and even like 49-46 Tate and Santos both ways. Um, a lot of the rounds were very, could have gone one way, could have gone the other. Um but I think the only round that uh, wasn't debatable was the fifth round, where uh, Ketlin hit a beautiful right cross. There it is, there right it there. Is. There's there the right is. cross, and um, absolutely destroyed Misha's nose. Um, I bet this is a video. Of yeah. Time. So there's that's this is Misha going to work in the first round. There, yep. That was. Um, I gave I gave her the first two. Um, I don't think she won a round after the second. I think no. Ketlin kind of hit her stride, but she came out. I think she was a little surprised the pace that Misha brought, um, especially there's the cards right she there. Was, so she was very determined. And, uh, I didn't know too much about Misha Tate, but mm-hmm. her backstory is kind of incredible. Oh she, yeah, oh yeah, coming out of retirement. Like, yeah, like mm-hmm. had kids. Yeah, and I was like, all right. Let's She's go back. yeah, obviously a former belt uh, bantamweight champion, um, wanting to come back and get that crown um it's a little harder i think the division's yeah. a little a little uh it's got a lot more competition nowadays um i mean 
Kellen Vieira is is a tough out to to get matched up in bantamweight. She's massive. She is for 135 pounds. Yeah. Um, like even you saw like last night, her standing next. Misha Tate is is not small either, no. and she was she looked like she could like Misha she towered. Just couldn't over get any Misha. offense going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. couldn't grapple. I mean, she could barely get like her fist to her face. Yeah. Uh, just a huge reach advantage. Um, so looking at the cards now, it was 48-47, 48-47, 49-46, all in favor of Vieira. But I think fair. you could have – I think that's a fair – I had it 48-47 Vieira, so I thought think that's a fair assumption. Yeah. But um, I know a lot of people weren't very happy with that result. Um, a lot of people said t- uh, Tate won the first three and even, like, mm. even the first four. I think the, the only one you can, like – Say yes, Vieira won was the fifth, but um, I yeah I I think uh, I, that was a that was a good fight. Yeah, I think that could have been a candidate for fight of the night too. Um, especially if Vieira came out a little hotter. I mean, uh-huh. um, maybe the first couple rounds were a little, little uh, could have been better. Yeah. But I I thought that was actually a pretty good main event. I mean, it surprised me that she didn't come out. Super hot because at the beginning when Bruce Buffer was yelling her name, oh yeah, she was screaming, like mm-hmm. even into the the microphone you couldn't even hear Bruce because she was in his face just screaming. I was like, all right, this fight, <laughs> this fight might be over already. Uh, she took a page out of I think Michael Chiesa did that like right before um, him and him and Bruce Buffer had a huge stare down during yeah. their fight too. Uh-huh. So seeing that that's really cool. But obviously you're right, Ketlin was just. Yelling back at him, yeah, just it was ah. one of those moments. You're like, I would not want to be. Oh, I don't. Nope, them. nope. I would no. I would not be want to be uh, Misha Tate in that instance. Um, best of the rest. Um, I'll briefly touch on my girl Loopy Godinez. Um, she got another big win. Um, that's her fourth fourth fight in seven months. Um, including wow. she had yeah. She had like a 10-day layoff um, a couple months back where she just fought once and Dana was like, hey, we need a, we need a flyweight. I'm like, can you fight? And she said, absolutely. And she said after in her post-fight interview that she, she loves the fight and I love watching her fight. She's, every time she goes out there, I believe um, it was against Luma Lockborn? Some great names. Yeah, some great names. Some fantastic. Loma, Lu, I'm gonna no. I'm yeah. not, even gonna <laughs> not even gonna try it. But um, <laughs> but a but a quality decision victory over her. Um, and now now I want to talk. I want to talk about my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Terrence McKinney. Yeah, you've been wanting to talk about this. All oh time. man, Terrence McKinney. Um. I could title this whole episode Terrence McKinney because I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, the the main card was great. Um, it, it had had some had, had its moments, but um, the real story of yesterday was ter- was was Terrence McKinney. Even though he didn't fight, um, oh my God, he's he's amazing. Um, so this guy Terrence McKinney, crazy story. Um, he <laughs> he six years ago he was found. Um, his friends had to call the police. He he was under like a cocktail of drugs, and he was he had jumped through a window and was in his okay. backyard, um, just 
tripping. He was a very bad trip. Was he um, ODing? He, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he was ODing, but he was on. I believe he was on a tab of acid, and um, and mushrooms okay. simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So not a not a not a great combination. No, no, no. Um, and um, officers showed up at the scene. They did a great job at trying to calm him down. Um, he had extreme case of excited delirium. He kept repeating to the officers, oh, I'm so powerful. Mm, like, yeah. oh, I'm so powerful. And then um, officers tried to get him to like lay on his side, like, hey, because he had blood all up and down his face oh, from yeah, jumping he, through the window. Glass, yeah. yeah, and it's so they, glass. yeah. Um, he, he wasn't listening to the officers. They yeah. shot two tasers at him, did, didn't do thing. anything yeah. to him. Then he starts he throwing up kicks. Powerful. Starts throwing up kicks at the officers. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy stuff. Um, might, they ended up apprehending him and getting him into the ambulance. I, I, the video cuts off, like doesn't show him getting to the ambulance. Um, he gets in the ambulance. His heart stops. Okay. And he's pronounced dead in the ambulance. He, they, they resuscitate him, get him to the hospital. He's at the hospital. Heart stops again. So he's died twice now in under an hour. Um, and after he, he, they, they got him back. Um, I watched like a news report. They did it like a year later and he basically told his story. Um, and he, he, he talked to, he goes around to like local high schools now and he talks like, don't do drugs because this is what happened to me. And like this, this could happen to anyone. And, um, I think he's a stand up guy now. So, um, is this the guy that he hasn't lost since? So I, I that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I no, that's I did say that about okay. Terrence McKinney. I did more research. He actually does have. He's ten and three now. Okay. Um, he has three losses. One of them was a doctor stoppage, um, due to a leg injury, and he's oh. he's kind of known for injuring his legs. I'll show you in just a sec what happened again in his last fight, um, against Matt Frivola. But um, he had a doctor stoppage loss to Tyrone Henderson. Um, who that was his second fight against Tyrone Henderson. In the first fight, he armbarred him in 99 seconds. So that is. Um, I think that was his first loss, but I don't really. It's a doctor stoppage. That's not. That's not a real loss, in my opinion. Uh, and that's the little <laughs> Sean O'Malley there. Yeah, that's 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 not a loss. That's yeah. that's yeah. Um, and then he lost on the con- he fought on the contender series, Dana White's contender yeah. series, and lost to Sean Woodson. Who is a, a? He's over. He's an oversized featherweight. He's massive. He's like six foot three, oh. and it's extremely lanky. What the heck? He he how, how much he got caught with a flying knee in the second round, and he got dropped from that, and he lost. Um, so he lost to Sean Woodson, and then he lost to Derek Minner, who is one of my favorite um, grapplers in the UFC. He's fighting. Um, I believe he's fighting on the undercard of the Poirier. Um, oh. Against Ryan Hall, December. who's another jujitsu guy. That'll be an all-out jujitsu matchup, yeah. and I'm really excited. That's one of my uh, prelims to watch, I guess, for that card. So yeah, he does have three losses, but um, if you want to pull up that Frivola video, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's very quick. Um, this is the whole fight. Oh. Um, this was on Ooh. this was on short notice. The week before this, he won in 30 seconds. The fight before that, he won in 26 seconds, oh, and then, then he, he hurt then he hurts himself after celebrating. But this was right at the beginning of the fight. He threw a 
the a right cross left jab and or no it was a right jab left cross yeah. um you've, you've and it was yeah before. right down main street yeah. um right, right between right between the guard yeah no yeah. um i i think he's he's one of the the best up and comers and someone to definitely watch at lightweight it's a damn shame he didn't get to fight this weekend um i put there yeah card of mostly uh Here's a quote from his uh, from his Twitter. A card of mostly decisions tonight. I wish I got to fight. I think I would have been the difference maker. That bonus would have been mine. I agree. I agree. I I think it would have been yours, Terrence. Yeah. So he he's um, he was scheduled to fight. Um, Who, uh, last night. Fazim. I want to no. That's not Rafael yeah. Fazim. Um, Another little nice to be. He got uh, um, Kendra Lust. Oh yeah. <laughs> he quoted his uh his tweet about not being able to fight due to his, somebody in his corner getting COVID. He said, "Ugh, so sorry." <laughs> so that's that's pretty cool. I don't know how how she's a she's a Terrence McKinney fan. Terrence McKinney fan. Obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to figure out who. No, see, no, there really I'm no such a Terrence McKinney. Card. There were zero knockouts. No knockouts on the whole card. We had um obviously the Talia Santos submission. And yeah. sum, that um, submission was good. That was performance of the night, yeah. and she did drop her twice before that. I don't think they they it it would have been a good time to stop it, but there were two knockdowns mm-hmm. before that. It was a great performance on her part. Yeah. Um. Let me just look through real quick. Yeah. Decision. Every fight on the prelims went the distance, and every fight on the main card, but JoJo Wood and Talia Santos. I was the only one that didn't go the distance, and that one. So quite a long card yeah. for a fight night card, actually. Um, I believe it started midday. I want to say like around like they started three p.m. Something and like they, they it was over by like eight. We, we <laughs> it was like eight thirty nine o'clock. Yeah. So um, that's quite quite a long. Um, there weren't that many fights on the card. There was one, two, three. 11 fights. Was Terrence on the prelim card? He would have, yeah, he would have fought in the prelims. Okay. Um, they had to remove him, unfortunately. But, yeah, he would have been, uh, would have been his bonus. His bonus to lose. Yeah. Um, I, and, and honestly, Dana usually gives out two bonuses, so it's not even like he would have been taking it away from, from uh, yeah. not taking anything away from Talia Santos, but that was the only performance bonus he gave out. There was only one bonus. So he's like, I usually give out two, but none of you guys deserve it. Yeah, none, no, no one deserved it. No one went the distance. So, um, I want to talk a, a little bit about some possible, uh, some possible fights to make after this fights card. Fights to make? Yeah. Um. So I have on paper here, um, Yanez versus O'Malley. Um, O'Malley it ha- is scheduled to fight in. A couple weeks. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think. Weekend? So O'Malley is fighting um, another another no-name who... Um, <laughs> Why? Uh, oh, no, no, no. He's fighting Paiva. Okay. No, no, no. This guy... So he's he's a he's an oversized flyweight. He's a glorified flyweight. He's got a great record. He's he's beaten... Um, I believe he's beaten Ode Osborne. He had a, a win over um, a couple other flyweights. Um, I know O'Malley was scheduled to fight another flyweight, Louis Smolka, and that got cut short. But he's already 
O'Malley is already looking ahead of this fight. He tweeted out earlier today. He's looking ahead already. Yeah, Aljo That's quote dangerous. quote tweeted um, quote tweeted um, O'Malley. O'Malley had tweeted out March with the eyes emoji, oh. like oh looking ahead basically. Yeah. And Aljo quote tweeted it and was like, "Hey, who do you want to fight, champ?" Like kind of mockingly. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, O'Malley responded and said, "Yanez, champ." <laughs> So that might be, I, I didn't even see that that was um, a tweet before I wrote it down in my notes. I'd love to see that fight. I think yeah. Yanez O'Malley, um, two of the up-and-comers, obviously, in the bantamweight division. Bantamweight is such a deep division. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I also have Song Yudong on there as a possible fight. But Yudong is ranked. He's coming off a victory. Um, he had a knockout against... Let me find out. That was last Song week. Yadong. Song Yadong. He had a second round knockout over Julio Arce last week. Um, and that was just kind of, he hadn't fought in, I believe, like 18 months. So um, oh. just getting back into it. But a great performance. Um, Yadong is one of the better uh, boxers, I'd say, in the, the bantamweight division. He's not the best boxer in the UFC. He's not the best boxer in the UFC. Um, I think we know who that is. Yeah. Um, shout out Max Holloway. Um, but he's he's definitely one of the better boxers at bantamweight. I'd love to see that matchup with Yanez, especially with him working behind the jab against Davey. Yeah. That was uh, something that I believe if if he gets um, up against another boxer of his caliber, I don't know. We'll see how that matchup goes. Yeah. But um, O'Malley Yanez is that's that that's I love O'Malley. That's so that'd be a those two very guys exciting like, one. Statures don't even make it seem like they're in the same weight class. Oh, no. Yeah. Just because of their body types. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, O'Malley's, you, you look at O'Malley and... Yeah, he's a little... He's a little scrawny, yeah. scrawny white kid. He's... So, he, but we but we know how O'Malley, O'Malley is. I mean, um, one of the fights I want to see, now that we brought up O'Malley, is, sure. of course, O'Malley and Patty Pimblett. Oh, Patty Pimblett. Oh, that, that's, that's, a, that's a... No, I'd love to see that, that matchup. Um, They're not in the same weight. I think Patty Patty fights at 155. Um, Sean would be a little undersized yeah. at 145. And Patty, I know, I know from like looking on Twitter and stuff. Patty like dirty bulks, um, weight. Like he after his fights, he'll just go and eat whatever he wants. And he he can pull if you like pull up a picture of him. I'm sure that if you type in Patty Pimblet dirty bulk. <laughs> You can see the difference. Here, here he is in fighting shape. Yeah, he's ripped. He's ripped, and um, he, uh, yeah, he's <laughs> he he doesn't he he let he throws caution to the wind after his fights. He he doesn't care, and I I think he'd be the first person to tell you. There it is, right there. Sean O'Malley believes. Patty Pimblett will lose against ranked opponents. So they're already jawing at each other, yeah. even though they're not even in the same division. There's already uh, already heat there. So that's, I mean, those sure are two characters. Them, yeah, so. people compare them all the time, so they have to. It was only a matter of time before one of them acknowledged the other. Yeah, and I mean, Sean O'Malley calls out everyone. Yeah. So. Um, I love watching Sean fight. Oh, he's so exciting to watch. He's so, Just, and I saw like a, a TikTok that he did. People are always like telling me to like keep my hands up like when I'm fighting because I he always keeps them kind of like down at his side. 
And so we just stuck his hands straight up in the air and st- started boxing in, yeah. like, the y- in like a Y pose <laughs> as a joke. And he's just like, I can hit him. I, mean, I yeah. can hit him from up here. Yeah. I do know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, no, that's that's great. He just doesn't care. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And he's one He's one of the, the more interesting strikers in the UFC. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people compare him to Connor. I think I don't I don't like those comparisons. I don't see that, that much. Um, I think he draws those comparisons just because of. Uh, I mean, he's he's a character, obviously. Yeah. So is Connor, but their fight styles are ex- like extremely different. Yeah. The way Patty's, um, um not Patty, Sean switches mm-hmm. chances quite a bit constantly, um, and he's he he gives fighters all different types of looks, um, throwing feints constantly. Not saying that Connor doesn't, but. Connor's feints are usually to set up his left hand, mm-hmm. which is his most devastating weapon. But Sean can hit you from anywhere. Yeah. So his front kicks are. Oh yeah, front kicks to the too. body. Yeah. Um, he throws spinning kicks a lot, yep. which is. I don't. I, I don't know. I we'll see how he does against if he if he keeps winning. Obviously, he had the loss to Cheeto. Loss. I use quotes there. Yeah, he yeah. lost. He's <laughs> what fourteen Just and one. In case he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I feel that we'll, we'll see how he, when, once he gets, I'm worried about his grappling, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we saw in the Cheeto fight, obviously he was a little compromised, but, um, just kind of getting exposed, exposed on the wrestling side. Mm -hmm. Um, feints work and keeping distance is, is great. But, um, if you're going up against someone that, um, a good grappler, Mm -hmm. someone that is a black belt in jujitsu, yeah, they're um, gonna see right through it. A decorated wrestler. Right yeah, they're just they're they're gonna throw combos, and when they see that opening, they're gonna they're gonna go for the legs. Yeah, and I I I don't think that he's on that level, um, grappling yet. Mm-mm. But um, I like but I love him. He's great. He is <laughs> super fun to watch. So um, we'll go to so that was. That was Yanez. We were talking about Yanez. We went on a tangent there because we love O'Malley. Yeah. We love talking about O'Malley. So um, Santos versus Wood. Obviously, Talia Santos, a dominating victory. Um, I think she's one fight away from uh, a fight against Valentina. And who else to pair her with but um, the woman who just lost to Valentina in Lauren Murphy. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a great fight to make, especially after... JoJo Calderwood um, was being, or I said Calderwood, she's Wood now. Yeah. Got to get that right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she uh, she was being considered as one of the top contenders in the flyweight division, um, and it, Talia making a having a statement win there. Um, I think that shoots her up at least into top seven, top six in the division, and I think a fight with Lauren Murphy only makes sense. What was she? Uh... I believe she was 13 or 14 in the rankings. Um, I, I can pull that up in just a sec here. Do you hear yeah. any squeaking on <laughs> in the basement of our house? And it's very, uh, our, there, our house is old and squeaky. So. Very old house. We have people walking around. And then we, yeah, we have people walking around, so. Um, I have the rankings here for uh, the bantamweight division. So, uh, what's it's not bantamweight, it's flyweight. Talia Santos is 10. 
Um, Joanne Calderwood was, or Joanne Wood. I'm glad they have it fixed on the yeah, end. Joanne Wood, said it wrong. and I still said it wrong. Um, was fifth. So I think, yeah, no, that's definitely she. she that catapults her. She's got to be top five. Now. Yeah. Um, and then we have Jennifer Maya and Catlin Chokagian fighting. Um, I believe that's in early January. So obviously, with them booked up, Lauren Murphy makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, um, Andrage might not even fight at flyweight anymore. She might move to a different weight class. So, um, yeah, so no. What do they the do there? Did, makes the most sense. do they have a uh, fight between two flyweights for like an interim? Um, I don't think it'll be. I think it'll just be a title eliminator. Like I feel like they'll fight, and the winner of that fight will be the one Whoa, next okay. one to fight Valentina. Obviously, Lauren Murphy coming off a loss to Valentina, she might need more than one. But um, if Murphy is can 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 beat this Talia Santos, yeah. the Talia Santos we saw last night, then I, then I, I don't know. I, we'll her, see. Her ticket back. Maybe she did. Um, I, I don't I don't see many people beating Talia Santos. I mean, Valentina is is a different beast. Yeah. So um, that'd be a fight I'd love I'd love to see. But How was that fight with Murphy? Mur oh, Valentina and Murphy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Val Valentina dominated that fight. Okay. Um, she was, I think she worked behind. Uh, she's just got a, such a massive speed advantage yeah. um, over anyone else in the division. Um, I, mean, I want to see. Huge. I'd love to see Shevchenko fight um, Nunes again. Yeah. Um, personally, I mean, obviously Santos is on the up and coming, and we have Kellen Chokagian, who has already lost to Valentina facing Jennifer Maya, um, and that's good and all. But I, I think you take the the two the two biggest names in women's uh, UFC, and you put them up against each other. They fought. They fought already. I believe the fight was very close. Um, some fans had Valentina even beating Nunez. Um, I don't know if I personally agree with that. I think she needed to sharpen up a couple of things in that fight. But um, I'd love to see it again. I think Valentina has done nothing but improve since since that fight against Nunez. Mm -hmm. And Nunez hasn't really had that that that's that's been Nunez's biggest challenge as champion. She's fought and defended in two divisions, bantamweight and featherweight, but she's beating names like Felicia Spencer, who had a great fight last week um, and really set, her self, uh, set herself apart from uh, anyone else at featherweight, a very uh, thin uh, women's featherweight weight class. Mm -hmm. With that performance, um, she dominated Leah Letson. Um, but I, I, don't see, I don't see who you put up against Nunes. Like, I don't see any names in... In women's bantamweight, who even merit a, a response? Some people were talking about Holly Holm, possibly fighting her. Holly Holm was supposed to fight Aspen Ladd, and that that fight fell through. I, I think Holly Holm needs to needs is to she, win one. Is before. she retired? Or is she still fighting? She's still fighting. Holly Holm, yeah, no, she's she's number two in the in the bantamweight division. She's uh, coming off. Uh, well, obviously, she was supposed to fight Aspen Ladd. Um, Aspen Ladd is ranked fifth at, at bantamweight, and I think she had a pretty poor performance in her last fight. I don't know if you remember that. There was a big controversy with her coach being like overly, like Aspen, you need to like do this. Aspen, like you need to. Yeah. Do you remember that? I, yeah. Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, so there was that. I, I thought she had a very poor performance. Um, I don't blame her coach for doing yeah. what you have to to win the fight. I, I mean, mean there was a fight you got to talk night. some sense into your fighter. Yeah, with, I yeah. think it was between... Um, it might have been the main event. Um, I forget where the... Um, Vieira and Tate. What, what, do you, what do you... I think it was that? Vieira. And it was after the first round. Oh yeah, he was like, he was, like her... quit trying to grapple her, and I was like, just hit her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a they they made a note of Misha. Misha got a takedown late in the first round, mm -hmm. and uh, Vieira's coach um, was like, "I told you not to go for the takedown." Yeah, and I thought it was like I thought it was very odd because um, I felt like Tate definitely initiated that grappling exchange. Well, somebody else said I think even DC said that Vieira initiated it too. I think he said that later okay. in the second round where he was like, she would have won that if she didn't initiate, didn't initiate that. So maybe that was great advice from her corner. And yeah. then obviously being stern and she ended up she went to work. going in, yeah. work, going to work, um, boxing on the feet, obvious reach advantage. I think that's a great game plan from her coach yeah. and great advice on that end. But yeah, no, um, moral of the story, Valentina Shevchenko and Amanda Nunes should fight. Um, again, I feel like that would be an amazing fight. Um, I'll move on to to what's next for Kiesa and Sean Brady because um, wow, Sean Brady, how good is Sean Brady? Should we should, should I ask you that? He's he's. Uh, um, I don't know. He looks really good. He looks very good. Coming into it, I remember you said um, that Kiesa was one of the best grapplers, and Sean Brady had a had a play date with him. Yeah. It was like he was babysitting Michael Chiesa. He did. He just uh, had his back almost almost like half of the fight, I swear. He was just on his back, just controlled, just get a few punches in there and go for the choke out. Yeah, he did anything he really wanted to, to Chiesa. And obviously, I mean, looking at it as a six versus 14, I'm sure that uh, added a little bit to the, to the mystique. Um, Brady is now 15 and0 undefeated. Um, I'd love to see him maybe fight I don't even know like a like a Ponzinibbio, someone coming off a loss. I think he definitely needs to to fight someone um, one or two more before he's even in the title picture. Um, yeah. is a great win. Um, it was a good fight. I felt like it, 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 I mean, he he definitely won the fight, but yeah. um, I I Chiesa, what he's no pushover. I mean, no. he proved why he he's he's ranked and mm -hmm. put up a great fight against an undefeated opponent. Um, it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. No, it wasn't enough. And so I'm very excited to see what Brady does from here and who exactly he he fights if they give him. Yeah, I, and you would think that would be like a a real challenge. Like, oh, this kid's undefeated. Let's mm -hmm. give him. Let's like, give him this a like, grappling matchup between two great grapplers, and he he proved he was the better grappler. Yeah. So it, this question because Kiesa was like what six? Yeah. In that fight. So where are we where are we putting where are we putting Brady after that fight? Where do you think he well, moves? Because he's he, fourteen. He's fourteen. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So um, I mean, if you beat six, and you and you and you and you dominate a grappler uh, in his realm. Yeah. I, you got it. He's got to be top ten at least. I mean, oh, you think so? I, I, I would think so. Um, does he jump Masvidal? Yeah, that's the thing. Does he jump? 
Bilal Muhammad. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, Jorge's lost a couple recently, but um, look at the look at the names he's losing to. I mean, two two against Usman. Yeah. Um, and and it's just he he hasn't he hasn't really had an easy fight since that. Where where was he ranked? Um, Before after that first the first Usman fight that he lost. I think he was four going into the second Usman okay. fight. Because um, I just think he fought Usman back to back. I don't think there was a fight in between. I can uh, fact check that real quick. I think you might be right. But um, yeah, I believe um, obviously the first fight was short notice because Usman was supposed to fight Gilbert Burns, and Gilbert had drop out. Um, Gilbert. Yeah. So Gil- Gilbert and then Gilbert ended up fighting Usman, and Usman beat him too. Usman's looking unstoppable. I don't yeah. know who, who in the unstoppable in the welterweight division. Maybe maybe my favorite welterweight has a chance. I guess we'll talk since we already talked about Jorge. We can talk about some recent news. I know this is now a little dated. Um, a week or two ago, Leon Edwards and Masvidal were supposed to fight um, in December here on the Poirier card. Oh, um, but. Uh, Masvidal is out with an injury now, so so now Leon is kind of left without an opponent, yeah. and people are saying that he might possibly fight Usman. No, like he he's won ten in a row, so I I think he's ready to 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 fight Usman. Yeah. I think that's that might be the the best uh, route to go. And it Could also that be opens a, up a co-main event on that Usman event? versus Leon. Yeah, and then um, I I think Usman needs a, a little bit of layoff. He just he just uh, fought Covington a couple yeah. weeks back, so they'd probably eye maybe February or March of this coming year for that fight. So they're not getting a replacement for. Um, it, it, so a lot of people have talked about maybe Hamzat Kamaev mm-hmm. coming in to fight um, Leon Edwards. Um, Hamzat, he's the. He's the guy that uh, a couple weeks back he Lord. fought Li Jing Yang and he picked him up and walked him over to Dana. Oh, yeah. and it was just like, get off your phone, Dana. Off like, your um, phone. watch my fight, basically, which is hilarious. Um, he's he's such a character. Um, I think he's um, a lot better than the ten next to his name. I think he, in my opinion, has. Uh, the second best chance to beat Usman, maybe only two. I think Leon Edwards has a good chance to beat Usman. Um, I think he has a great story too. He's beaten a who's who of everyone in the v- division. Um, he has wins over here. I'll, I'm gonna pull up his his fight his fight history because. Oh, Rocky. Oh yeah. So his dad. Um, Three wins by submission, six by knockout. He's a finisher. His dad was a crime lord in Jamaica. Oh wow! And he could have um, he could have just gone that route and joined joined the gang and and but um, his mom took him out of there and he chose to fight. They moved to to England, and he fights um, he fights out of England now. He fights yeah Birmingham, and he's uh, he's won ten in a row. Obviously, his most recent fight against Nate Diaz. Yep. Um, a lot of the talking points there was, oh, well, Diaz would have won that if um, it went a, a whole other round. I think that's a little uh, a little far fetched. Um, Edwards was dominating that yeah, fight was, until the last minute. So um, yeah, I mean, it's on the Adesanya card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that fight? Mm-hmm. That was a that was a banger of a fight. 
Uh, any any fight with Nate Diaz in it, obviously. There, there's a difference. There's a difference. The, the takedowns. Nate, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Unanimous so decision. he had he has wins over Nate Diaz, uh, Rafael dos Anjos, uh, Gunnar Nelson, Donald Cerrone, Vicente Luque. Um, he he's won he's won ten in a row. Now, obviously, had the no contest against Bilal Muhammad, um, a very early and bad eye poke. Um, stopped that fight. That would I that that was a really? could have been a great fight. Um, I had Edwards winning it up until then, but yeah, that was a main main event of of a fight night, and for it to end that way is really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I'm looking on here, and it says he Leon was has been scheduled to fight Hamzaj Kamaev three times, and every time it's been canceled. So I think it's very like people yeah. still want Hamzat to fight Leon. Like I why hasn't he? Does he keep? I don't know. So it's it, they all just say canceled. Um, this one says Kamayev withdrew due to lingering effects of COVID. Um, that was in March of 2021. January of 2021, um, Kamayev had gotten COVID. Okay. So. Both of those were due to COVID. And then the first time was December, so just a month earlier, and Edwards tested positive for COVID. Wow. So um, okay. screw COVID. That, that, yeah. that fight would have been great. I think Hamzat and Leon Edwards are two and three behind Usman in, in welterweight. Unofficially, obviously, because you, 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 you got to have wins all over. But I think their stocks... Um, have the highest boom in the welterweight division. Um, they have Usman is a different animal, so we'll see uh, if if they're able to to beat him. But I'm looking forward to. That. I think I think Edwards versus Usman is is definitely the fight to make for Usman. I don't know who else you'd really have him fight um, at well I, I at welterweight. Um, obviously, beating Colby Covington twice. He has a win over Gilbert yeah. Burns. He's beating Jorge twice. Um, I don't know who else you maybe Vicente Luque, but I, even so, I think I think Luque needs one more win, and and Leon Edwards has a win over Vicente Luque, so that just yeah, it, you, it seems like Leon's kind of next. he's he's next. I I think so, and I think the more exciting Leon Edwards versus Usman will be a great fight. I think the more exciting storyline here is Masvidal's out. So what's next for Masvidal? How about Colby Covington? How about oh. a long-standing rivalry? They used to be partners in in, in um, at their old gym, and yeah, and and I think that's that's a great uh, great storyline. That that just spells fight night main like main event. Yeah, just a five rounder. Um, Colby Colby hasn't lost to anyone that is not named Kamaru Usman. So, um, I mean, a fight against Jorge. That's just maybe put the BMF belt. Maybe put the BMF belt on the line. What was that? Oh, Jorge uh, won the BMF belt against Nate Diaz. You oh. know, the, the belt he has, The Rock mm-hmm. gave it to him. Um, I think, I mean, he has obviously didn't put that in line when he was trying to fight Usman for his belt. But um, I think you bring that back. We haven't seen it since um, the Nate Diaz-Jorge fight. We haven't seen it, it come out at all. So I think you, you put, you could even make a pay-per-view out of this. You put that as a five-round co-main or yeah. even a five-round main event for the BMF belt. 
I would watch that. That's, I'd watch the heck out of that. That's that. I think that'd be spectacular. Masvidal and Colby are two very fun fighters to watch, and especially that they both lost to Usman twice. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like just like a it's the losers bracket of welterweight. <laughs> the, the BMF belt is the yeah. is the lo- the losers bracket of the welterweight division. Exactly. That's yeah, that's a fun way to think of it. I, I, I just think that fight on paper is, is amazing. I hope they do do something with the BMF belt because I think that's something they brought that everyone loved. Mm-hmm. That fight with Nate Diaz obviously cut short. Um, it was a, another doctor stoppage from bleeding, yeah. which is a horrible way to end uh, a BMF uh, belt matchup. Like, it's literally the – I won't say it. <laughs> for obvious reasons, but BMF. So um, having it stop that way is is unfortunate. Um, so yeah, I'll Masvidal does not fight that much anymore. I'm just looking at no. Stuff. Yeah, I mean he had the fight against Askren. One of the most iconic UFC fights. One of the most iconic yeah. finishes in UFC history. You ever see the video of that kid? He's like a, talking to. Masvidal, he's like, why'd you do that to my dad? Like, Who's your dad? He's like, Ben Askren. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry about that. He's like, are you serious? He's like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> it's just so funny that Masvidal's like, oh, I'm... He's like, that's your dad? I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> here's, a, here's a fun video for you. This is... Uh... Chance they get. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's so that's fun. Two, <laughs> two foot tall Masvidal. With two, foot tall, two foot tall, two foot tall mini Masvidal with the flying knee win over Ben Askren. Ben Askren was never the same. Um, obviously, going on to lose to Jake Paul in boxing, his career's gone off the deep end. I think he was happy though. I mean, he that's got probably paid. His highest paying event. Ever. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that that was a great payday for him. Yeah. Um, getting knocked out, but um, he got that Jake Paul money instead. He he does. Dana White money. Yeah, I mean everyone's lining up to fight Jake Paul now. Yeah, we we can't we we're, we have an MMA podcast and yet we're still talking about. We're still, I mean Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's hard it's hard to avoid. Jake I mean, just loves going after Dana, and it's so interesting to watch. Oh yeah, I mean he loves he loves telling Dana how how he should yeah. pay his fighters. I mean. I mean, he maybe does, maybe maybe he should pay his fighters. He, he definitely <laughs> I mean, Jake has a great strategy: is go after the older UFC guys who want to make money before the end of their career. They while they think they can do it easily with somebody like Jake Paul, mm-hmm. and like what happened with Ben Askren was he wasn't ready for it, and he still got paid like a million bucks or something when he probably got paid like. A fraction of that to get flying need by Masvidal. Yeah. Like, yeah. He still made more hourly wage in the Jake Paul fight. I so bet. I bet he made more um, per second, like per minute or whatever. No, I was gonna say I, I bet. I bet he made more in the loss to Jake Paul than Jorge Masvidal did in that. Oh, even yeah. with the performance. Yeah, or in the bonus that I'm sure he got from Dana. Yeah, that's a seven-second knockout, and I know UFC uses that to market all over the place. Yeah. And I'm sure I, I'm. Almost positive Askren made more off of the Jake Paul fight yeah. than Jorge made off of yeah. literally landing. Obviously, spectacular game plan by him. Ben Askren being a wrestler going straight for the knees. Yeah. Let's just walk up to him and leave my legs open and then throw a flying knee right at his head. 
Um, it, it worked. It worked very well. Worked oh wonders. Um, a lot of bad blood there. Um, I'm gonna talk about. I want to talk about this. Lock so of the week. my lock of the week. So we'll. Um, so this this won't be for another two weeks. Um, and obviously, uh, card is subject to change because it's not until December fourth. We got quite a bit until then. But um, I want to talk about Starboy Minnow Cop. Um, so this guy has he's one and two in the UFC. Not a not a fantastic record. Um, but his two losses are to Alexander Pantoja, who is I ranked very highly in, in flyweight. Yeah, he's number three Third. now. That was his first fight in the UFC. That's a tough out to have as the first fight. Yeah. He lost the Amos decision to him, and then he lost a split decision to Mateus Nicolau, who is also ranked. He's ranked eighth. So um, two tough outs. Um, his last time out, though, Landed a spectacular first-round flying knee on O'Day Osborne. Yep. And um, right now, he's only minus 200. And I think he's a shoe in against this Jogis Zhumagulov, who he's fighting in two weeks, who? Um, who just is coming off his first uh, UFC victory. I'll show you right here. Um, Jerome Rivera. Here, mute that. Oh, I will. Yeah, that way we don't get it. Oh, it already is. That's perfect. Um, Jerome Rivera, he he's one of he was one of the worst flyweights I'd say in the UFC. I don't know if he's still <laughs> under contract, but um, I don't think he has a win um, against anyone uh, since oh he became gosh. a UFC fighter. How many fights does he have? Um, I'm going to check that right now. Jerome the Renegade Rivera, um, since joining the UFC. Um, he won on the Contender Series yep. against Luis Rodriguez. Got his contract. Unanimous decision. Got his contract. Then lost uh, a first round, or that's a second round, uh, knockout to Tyson Nam. Uh, lost a decision to Francisco Figueredo. That's uh, Devison Figueredo's uh, brother, I believe. Okay. Um, lost to Ode Osborne. 26 seconds. In 26 seconds. Jeez. And then most recently... Um, he oh. he lost to to this guy that's fighting Manel Cop in two weeks, Jalgas Jumagulov, who this. this was his first UFC win, and you I, you'll see once this this video loads that he's very happy in the in this in this win. He go, he goes straight for the head on this left hook, and he basically gets in this guillotine, oh. and Rivera doesn't do anything to get out of it. He and he ends walked, up tapping to a standing guillotine. Yeah, he's sideways, too. Yeah. So, um, crazy finish. Wow. Very early in the first round for that finish to happen. Yeah. And although it's a great and motivating win for Zhuma Gulov, I don't see him having any sort of chance against Manel Kopp. Obviously, Manel Kopp... Like luck. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, I overextension and, and getting caught in that guillotine, yeah. like, it, that's very rookie grappling mm -hmm. and and that that's something that you could have very easily you saw how how his head was cranked literally sideways yeah. it's like how you can't get your yourself that deep mm -hmm. um and overextend yeah. that much he gave up his neck and then was like oh i should probably try to get out like, <laughs> too, it's too late, late now it's too late now and he had to tap um i mean looking at someone like uh manel cop um he 
he's one and two in the UFC, and um, although he he is one and two, the the level of competition that he he's been up against, he he basically got catapulted in the UFC. He was coming off four of uh, winning four of his last five, um, including in, knockouts. And like, look at this like, in the UFC uh, before the UFC. Okay. Um, he has uh, look at this second round not a lot knockout left body hook, uh, right hook win second round another sec three three straight yeah second round knockouts oh yeah first minute of the second round too but he has a very tough out in his first um, landing Alexander Pantoja who I believe was ranked like seventh or eighth at the time against an unranked Manel Cop that's his first fight in the yeah. UFC that's. That's a very tough out, and I bet that's a very debilitating loss to have to like go up against him. Obviously, the fight went the distance, and then he has a split decision loss to Mateus Nicolau. It's like a month later, too. Oh yeah, no, no, no. He 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 took this fight on on short notice, and um, in my opinion, um, I could have made um, the case that he won that fight. Um, oh. It was it was close the whole way. Obviously, it being split. Yeah. Um, let's see if they pull up the scorecards here. Um, he was he was the favorite, but it was a very, uh, very even close, even yeah. card. Seventy three percent of bets were on cop wow. in that fight, and Nick Lau ended up winning. So um, he, he's he's got a very very high ceiling, and I think he showed that in his most recent fight. Um, on the Lewis versus Gone undercard, um, he had the first first round spectacular flying knee knockout. Um, I'm gonna try and find he's, that. He's gonna fight four times this year. That seems when like unhealthy. When you lose, that's what you gotta do to get back into, especially at flyweight. Yeah. Um, a flyweight's a very, um, very, uh, very competitive division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very competitive, and there's. Yeah. I don't um, quite a bit of. I don't know too many flyweights. That's one of the divisions I'm not very. Yeah, I mean, with. there's well, it's because it's it's very thin. Um, it is the low. Oh, I don't want that Jeez. Cut that out. Cut that out. Don't want that playing in the background. Um. I can't find it, unfortunately. I want I want to find this this flying knee. Because um, he gets full elevation on this, and it's it, it's something that he he had shown feints earlier in the fight to try and set this up, so it's clear that he was he was looking for it he was looking for it throughout the fight, and um, it was I think it was like four minutes forty four seconds. Is, um, this is a first round knockout too. Right? First round, yeah, I don't know, very very close to the end of the first round, but that's good patience. He had he had set it up before, and I I he hadn't thrown it up until that point. I think that's what really caught him off guard. But um, getting that read, like if yeah. you see an identical read throwing feints before that, um, you obviously know where your opponent's head's yeah. gonna be. And I mean that's he, just that's what he did. Complete like domination. So here we are. You throw the same feint, you find you get the. He's in uh, same look. I mean, he's sitting in southpaw. O'Day's kind of, yep. And yeah. then he he throws it and kind of an early stoppage, but that's yeah. I mean, after a knee like that, and he's got you on your back. Yeah, because he got he got there before. I'm sure he even woke up. 
Oh no! Oh no! I'm, he hit I the hear ground. I'm, I'm sure his eyes open time. to light, and it's just fists. So he he switches stances here. This oh is what's my great. God. Is he he reads the 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 him stalking towards him, switches yeah. stances, and immediately throws the knee. And yeah, I mean, no. The other I, guy just Osborne just came down. He tried to catch him. Almost thought. Almost thought like. He could have gone for a takedown there, but he was full elevation. Yeah, you're no. not, you're not, no. That's, turned, yeah. turned his head right to the side. Oh, got all of that. I, it didn't look like he went out for too long. But no, I, that's what I thought ref, maybe on the early stoppage. But that's uh, probably for the best. Uh, taking unnecessary damage after a, a knee like that to the head. Yeah. Um, might be, might be for the best. So, Starboy Manel Cop. Um, minus 200 right now. You think that's um, your lock? That's my lock. I, I, he's minus 200 right now. I think the odds um, are only going to go down for him from now. Um, I, my guess is he's probably going to be like minus 350, minus 400 by the time the fight happens. Um, I think a lot of people will hop on that train once they see. Both these guys only have one win in the UFC, but the strength of victory between like – Oday Osborne has wins. He's he's uh, he's not the best flyweight, but Jerome Rivera is is un, it's that's not comparable. The wins that both of them have, yeah. obviously first round finishes. That's going to be the storyline coming in, into it. Two flyweights coming off first round finishes. Um, I just think one of these things is not like the other in this mm. situation. So no, yeah, you're you're completely right. That the the flying knees always. Just have a different kind of. Yeah. Just I don't know. Just don't take know it from Jorge Masvidal. I mean, I mean that that's that's uh, it's are, one of the mo- mo- more dangerous uh, strikes you can throw, and it's big reason why you can't knee people on the ground. I mean. Oh I, yeah. The, yeah. The, throwing a knee at someone isn't like throwing a punch at someone. That's. Yeah. You're you're using your the full force of your leg. Mm-hmm. So. And. The ones that you're going up, like, and those guys just have so much power behind that. You get caught going while they're on their way up. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. So I I had my picks on here. I know I have them on my phone, Perfect. but I have already I already made um you already made some some picks for the next way too early way too early you way too early picks it. for. I'll, I'll I'll say what they are now. They're subject to change. Obviously, there's yeah. only three uh, fights that have been announced for the December fourth main card. And they're going to have at least five. So there's still two fights that we don't even know who's going to fight in two okay. weeks. But um, we got uh, Jimmy Crute and Jamal Hill. Um, Rafael Faziv is fighting uh, Brad Riddell. I believe it's Riddell versus Faziv. I believe Dude, it's the other way around. And then um, Rob Font is fighting Jose Aldo. So um, first of all, Jimmy Crute at light, uh, light heavyweight. Um, I have him... Uh, unanimous decision over Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill is coming off the first loss in his career um, to Paul Craig, um, someone that Jimmy Crute has already submitted. He had a third round submission, so um, I just I think that that will be a good fight. It's a good fight on paper. Um, Jamal Hill had a big step up competition. Obviously, a really impressive knockout against Ovin St. Pru. He's a veteran now. So um, maybe not like the best uh, name nowadays, but um, I'm sure that is a good name like 
to put on your resume. Yeah. But the loss to Paul Craig was first round submission and um, very very hard to watch arm bar. He basically broke the dude's arm. The the ref didn't stop it, and then he went for more strikes, and it ended up being stopped um, on strikes. It wasn't even a. Oh, a not even I, on the I think bar. I think I don't know if it got stopped. Did he uh, slip out of the armbar or what? He broke his arm, and oh. then Craig just assumed. Well, his arm's broken, so he let go of the. Yeah. Yeah. Just like. Here, I want to pull up Craig versus that's it. Hill. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, you get into a fight and you break a guy's arm. You figure he would have either yeah. either tapped or the ref would have called it. Oh, so that's insane. So yeah, no. Um, this was it was a first round finish. I know this. So Craig's on the bottom. Hill has top uh, top control, but oh Craig gets the arm, oh. and he's he's got great control of this arm here. Oh no! And um, doesn't let it go. Yeah. And ends up getting it into this backside armbar. Yeah. And getting an extension on it. Yeah, he doesn't even um, have. Yeah, not even there. But he, have he still has hand, the arm. Yeah, there. yeah. He, he doesn't let, let go of it go. completely for a little bit and just had but, his yeah, legs no. in it. Now he's got oh my. full extension, and that's gonna go the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, hard to watch. Yep, and then that's oh, a. Oh, he just. I swear, he just tried and to tap there. That's yeah. No, it's already broken at this point. Yeah. So I believe he, he may have tried to tap, and the ref may not have even seen it because his arm is broken. So then he's his arm is broken. You can tell there, and he yeah ends it on strikes. Here, oh my basically, gosh, man. And I'm like, yeah, his, his arm, arm is, is flailing flopping. around. Like, that's you got to stop this. That's um, a bad yeah. stoppage. I believe that's. I want to say that's E. Levine, possibly oh refing that. That's not a good stoppage. And you can see here, he's just sitting there, like with yeah. his arm. Like, come on, dude. That that's is yeah. Brutal. So that was that it's was the first brutal. loss, first loss of his career, um, and having to fight Jimmy Crute. That's a that's a very tough out. Jimmy Crude obviously coming off a loss of his own. Um, he lost to um, Anthony Smith, Anthony Lionheart Smith, um, and that was a that's a good fight to pull up to. Um, Crude versus Smith. Um, KO TKO round one five minutes. So it wasn't even stopped inside um, the fight. Uh, basically, Anthony Smith lands a oh. devastating leg kick um, and shuts Jimmy Crute's leg off. And Jimmy Crute, here, this is a, I think this is a good time right here. Do we? No, we didn't um, watch this together. Smith fought somebody else recently, did he not? I do believe so. Oh, this is not the full fight because you saw the leg kick there. Yeah. He immediately yeah. goes right after this leg kick. This is it, right? Boom. And he hits him right on the inside of the knee, um, oh. shuts Crute's leg down. Crute could not stand up. Immediately goes for a desperation takedown and gets it. But um, at the end of the round here, Crute goes to stand up, and he can't Ooh. even walk. Oh man! Because yeah. um, because he basically there's a nerve ending in in his his knee, and he sh he shut the nerve off. He shut his leg off. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he so, really he fell. yeah he you can see he goes to try and take a step and like just tries to. A very tough guy, but there's nothing you can really do about that. He's and he's like, bad. "Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm good." He's, but the oh, doctor's like, "No, bad. no, no, no. There's no way." Yeah, he's just trying to hype himself up. So uh, um, this is great. They like 
sit yeah, there I love forehead Anthony to forehead Smith. just talking to each other. Massive respect. Yeah. Um, Anthony Smith is one of the most intelligent fighters in the UFC, and now he's doing commentary on top of still fighting. Um, did you pull oh, wow. up? I want to see Anthony. Let's look at Anthony Smith. Let's look at because you said if he had a fight recently, I feel like he did fight recently. He fought. He fought in the main event. Um. Oh yeah, Ryan Spann. Yeah. He choked Ryan Spann out in the yes. first round, yeah. and that was very impressive. So now he's up. Yeah. Now that's what that would explain why he's number four in the light heavyweight rankings. Mm-hmm. Um. I still think he's one win away. Um. Yuri Prohaska is definitely next in line at light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Coming off the spinning elbow. Against Dominic Reyes, yeah. yeah. So that that that's uh, he's a shoe in for for the next shot at the title. But I'd like to see maybe like an Alexander Rakic, Anthony Smith fight. Have they fought before? Because that's that'd be oh they they have. So Rakic won a unanimous decision over him. I'd like to see them fight again because that that I'd have to go back and watch that fight. He already lost to. Takara. Who's that? Anthony oh, Smith. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he did, he did. Um, that was a great fight. That was the main event um, of this fight night, and it went it went to the fifth round. Yeah. But Glover, um, Glover did Glover things, and he got top control and Just, pretty much did exactly what he did to uh, to uh, Jan Blahovich in their last fight a couple weeks ago. I mean, that's the reason he's a champion now. Um, but I think not a lot of names at the top really make sense. I think Tiago Santos has a fight coming up. Um, Magomed Ankolaev, I, I believe he's fighting Tiago Santos. That's if Magomed wins that, I can make we can make a case that he could possibly fight for the championship. But I still think both of them are at least one fight away. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the first fight. I have Jimmy Crute unanimous decision over Jamal Hill. Um, the next fight they have listed on the main card, Brad Riddell against uh, Rafael Faziv. I love Rafael Faziv. Um, he's coming off recently. He beat Bobby Green. Um, and Bobby Green, is he's the guy. Um, he fought Ally Quinta last week. Um, he's a boxer, and he just shoots from the hip. He has massive speed. Um, he, Bobby Green's great. I love Bobby Green. And Faziv... Um, beat Bobby Green at his own game. Basically, beat him on the feet, beat him on the ground, and um, I'm gonna pull up his his fight history. But um, Bobby Green, do you know? Here, I'll pull up Bobby Green because you you know I know you know who I'm talking about. Okay. Um, Bobby King Green. He fought on the MSG card last week. Oh, this guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, if I just pulled a picture up, I'm sure you would have uh, know what I'm talking about. But yeah, this was a Lewis versus Gone. Um, I watched this fight in Florida um, in August, um, but that was a great fight, in my opinion. Um, Bobby Green looked fantastic. It was a big reason I picked him to dominate Ally Quinta, which he did. He yep. had a huge wow. speed advantage. Uh, yeah, hit the jab cross. And obviously finished on the ground very quickly. Um, but yeah, no, Rafael Faziv is looking very dangerous at lightweight. Um, I don't know if he's ranked yet. He is. He's 14 now, um, which is uh, which is really cool. 
he is fighting uh, another ranked opponent, Brad Riddell, um, who's 12th. I think that's going to be a banger of a fight. Um, but I love Fazeev in this one. I think uh, he definitely has a superior uh, he has superior grappling. And um, I have him actually winning by stoppage, um, knocking out uh, Brad Riddell. Um, that will be – that's December 4th. Obviously, so are the rest of these. Yeah. Um, they also have the main event um, already set up for December 4th. UFC Fight Night Font versus Aldo. Um, very important um, fight to have at Featherweight. Um, this is not at Featherweight, it's at Bantamweight. I apologize. Interesting. Um, Bantamweight is already one of the most exciting uh, divisions, yeah. it's so deep. Um, Aljo's your champion. Pewter is your interim champion. TJ Dillashaw is a three-time, actually he's two-time, but he could be a three-time champion because he just won. He's going to have a title shot when he comes back. Yep. Sanhagen's coming off back-to-back -back losses. Um, lost to lost to, D to TJ Dillashaw and then obviously lost to the interim championship match against Peter Yan, but both of those fights were close. What is the interim so. championship? So um, Aljo um, is out with an injury. Oh. I'm using quotes because I feel like he's just afraid to fight Jan um, after he's, he still has neck complications from getting kneed in the head um, in that fight. That's what how Jan yeah. lost the belt. So they set up, it was supposed to be Jan versus Aljo for the belt. Um, couple weeks ago um, as the co-main to uh, Jan Blahovich versus Glover Teixeira. Yeah. Um, Aljo backed out of that fight, so they made it an interim fight because it's not fair to take the championship away from the challenger, yeah. the championship fight that they, they had. So they basically give another championship. So the next fight that Jan and Aljo will have will be a unification bout, yeah. champion versus so champion. Now he, has, now he has to fight. Now there's, yeah, there's no way out. Yeah. As, uh, as Jan would say, I believe... He calls Aljo chicken-hearted. So chicken-hearted. Yeah, interesting. The, a chi Al chicken-hearted champion, Aljo is. Um, I mean, I wouldn't want to fight Purion either. He's uh, he's a dangerous dude. Yeah, so, um, but obviously, back to the back to the matter at hand. Rob Font, Jose Aldo. Rob Font looked extremely impressive against his last fight against Kobe Cody uh, Cody Garbrandt. Um. I thought Cody Garbrandt had a huge speed advantage coming into that, and Font outboxed him on the feet. Um, just showed that they're they're that he really he's really here. Um, he wants the belt. He's motivated, and this is a this is an important fight for him. I mean, obviously Jose Aldo is a former champion, mm -hmm. and if you if you beat if you beat Aldo, um, you're you're in the elite. You're yeah. you you deserve that four next to your name. Um, I think a lot of people look at that and say, well, who has Rob Font beat? Um, obviously, the win over Cody Garbrandt, um, I believe. Here, I'll pull it up. Rob Font at Bantamweight. He's 19-4. and four. Um, Wins over Cody Garbrandt. He had early stoppage against Marlon Moraes. Um, couple losses. He lost Pedro Munoz, but that was a long time ago, and yeah, he has a loss a against Asun Sao. But he's basically redeemed both of those losses in the form of beating Garbrandt and Marais because yeah. Marais beat Munoz and Garbrandt has a win over Asuncao. His last so, loss was three years ago. Very true. 
yeah, it's it's been three three over three years since his last loss, yeah. and the names he's beaten since then. I mean, Ricky si- Ricky Simone isn't a pushover either. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is a this is definitely a prove it fight. Um, I think he goes out there. I think this is going to be a hell of a fight. This is right now. I know it's a very short card right now. There's still fights to announce, but this is my fight of the night. Um, I think it's a close one. I think it goes five rounds, and I'm going to give it to Rob Font in a close one. Five rounds. Um, yeah, it's made event. Yeah. So why well, I'm just surprised you you have it going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I just feel like it's a very even matchup. I think both of those guys are are motivated. Aldo said in his last fight, he just uh, who did he just beat? He was on. Um, oh yeah, Pedro Munoz. There you go. And then he has a win over Cheeto Vera. Um, his last loss was a championship loss to Jan. So um, and since then he's he's shown shown out and shown some great performances yeah. against big names. Cheeto Vera, only person to ever beat O'Malley, <laughs> oh, <laughs> or, or or is he? Beat beat. <laughs> and then and then Pedro Munoz, who has held held his own in in the featherweight division, and even that fight, Jose just proved that there there's levels to this and that. A boxer like Munoz is not even in his category. So I'm curious to see how a boxer like Font um, will match up against yeah. Aldo. I think the difference here is going to be leg kicks for Aldo. We'll see how Font can take those. Um, but I don't know. I think that's going to be a really great fight. Up. They that's, will. That's what helped Davey in the last fight. Yeah, da- Dave, that's kicks. Davey Grant in, in the fight against um, Adrian Yanez. Yeah. That definitely kept kept it close with those leg kicks. Um, all right, well, that's those are my picks for the the next for event. The next week, you give a little spoiler. Yeah, I gave a little little spoiler. I mean, I don't know what we're gonna do next week. I I feel like this has been a Probably pretty something similar. pretty good ep, pretty yeah. good episode for a first episode. I think. I mean, we talked way longer than I thought we would. We talked a fair for a fairly long time. Yeah. Um, I think this is a pretty good place to stop. I don't know if next week I'm going to do a bonus episode um, with Thanksgiving be around. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's obviously not going to be a UFC fight, so there won't be as much to nearly talk about. There's always news. Are the Contender Series? Oh, are they still doing the Contender Series? I know. um, Because there was a week where they had a, they had a, like, what is six straight? Yeah, we could talk. I mean, we could talk about the contender series. Um, I love, I love watching the contender yeah. series. Contender series is almost end as date November second. Yes, season five of the contender series is, is over. over. Okay, that, unfortunately. That um, here's all the con. Are these all the contracts? You, are these? Yeah, list of contract back, winners. Go back our, uh, I like AJ. Fights. Yeah, we could. I love. I loved AJ Fletcher. Um, yeah, why don't we do that? Why okay. don't we do? This this uh this next week we'll, we'll go back we can watch all the contender series mm-hmm. we got ESPN shout out ESPN plus shout out shout out ESPN plus yep. we love that we're not no, no illegal streaming <laughs> hey, hey hey no hey we streaming. we pay we pay for we pay for our fights yes. right we don't we don't do anything like that um I'd love to go back and just watch and yeah find our our, our greatest I'm already looking at the list of. Of contract winners here, and I'm like, oh, that yeah, no, I remember that fight. I don't so, remember half the names, but um, some of my favorite fights, Albert Darius, he's fighting of soon. the year have been contender series fights. 
there's been some great contender series yeah. fights, especially this this fifth season um, was spectacular. They had ten events, um, the most contested uh, contracts given out. Um, thirty nine. Thirty nine contracts. That's Dana's so many. Generous. That's a lot. Um, Dana's generous. Not generous enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I think that's a that's a great. Th- oh look, look, it's Adrian Yanez. Oh, look at that. He, he won one last season. That's pretty cool. He's undefe- Didn't you know he's undefeated since he joined the UFC? Really? That's why I think he'd be a great fight um, for a guy to fight O'Malley. Because yep. O'Malley's undefeated as well. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> I, I, that's still like... Seeing those two fight and line up against each other would just be so... I To me, just so weird to see. I don't, I don't know how that would go. I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. Too. I think I think it'd be a great fight. Yeah. I just don't know how those two styles. Obviously, Yanez and him have very different styles. Very both different styles. both switch stanches quite a bit. Oh really? But Yanez, yeah, Yanez is Giannis. is definitely focusing more on like punches. Yeah. And um, I believe Sean sets stuff up with to to throw his punches, but yeah. also like likes to keep kick. distance and I mean, you with, think that with that front, front kick, kick with Yanez being a little shorter. That's gonna be might might be dangerous. A little easier to hit. Could be dangerous. I'd pick O'Malley. I think I'd I'd pick O'Malley. If they fought tomorrow. I, I mean, I would I would root for O'Malley because I think any fight where O'Malley wins is going to be a more interesting fight. Uh, when when O'Malley wins, the UFC wins. Yeah. Is that fair? Is that a fair I, I think that's assumption fair. to make? Fair yeah. point. But I, yeah, we'll, we won't get into all that. We'll we'll I'm sh- we'll talk plenty about O'Malley oh, on this podcast. I'm gonna bring him up. I'm gonna bring him up every episode. Oh, why why not? Um, I mean, he's a he's a great talking point. He's he. Or Practically, Patty. oh, and Patty Pimblett. Did you see Patty was doing something with Barstool? He was hanging out with a uh, Portnoy. No they way. were like watching like football games or something, <laughs> or maybe it was the last like round of fights. Oh, I'd love to watch. Oh, I would watch Patty Pimblett react to fights. Oh yeah, that'd be that'd be the best thing ever. Obviously, yeah. Oh my god. Well, yo, he's he's sponsored by Barstool now, isn't he? I did. I. Uh, I this is so. news to me. If that's true, oh, I think so. Patty Pimblett. Dirty bulk. <laughs> Barstool. Barstool signs massive seven-figure deal with Barstool Sports. Well, good for him, dude. He's right? such a character. And, and um, that's, that's very on brand. That's for, oh yeah. Um, how it started. Barstool. How it's going. Dave Portnoy there. Oh, Dave Portnoy. So did he? Did he? Did he slide into Patty's DMs? Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'd like to sponsor you. I, really I run a company called Bar. Barstool Sports. Shut that up, is Dave. hilarious. Like Patty wouldn't know who you are, and he couldn't do one. <laughs> and then there on you your go. Profile. There's a Patty the Batty. What does it say? He's a content creator. Signed seven figure deal as brand ambassador and content. So he's probably going to be doing that, making content with them. Interesting. Great. We'll I hope to, I hope we'll we see some that. Barstool Sports MMA content with Patty Pimblett. I already be some. That we'll, would be we'll that. meet Patty the Batty Pimblett, the next yeah. UFC star. Look, Barstool Sports, they're already putting out articles on him. Yeah. They love him. We gotta love Patty. You got to. Oh. All right. Well character. I think this is a good wrap it up. I think it's place to place to stop, but we've been talking for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, we can we can ramble on about so anything for a while. And Cello's Cello is uh, he's doing jumping jacks up. Giannis Antetokounmpo doesn't fight in UFC. Now he's telling me the is Chargers he- are up fourteen to three on the Steelers, <laughs> which is not good. I'm gonna give that one a dislike. Who day? I'm a Steelers fan, so that's not good. 
shit. Don't look at me. No, no, no chargers. That's a great place to end. Let's go watch. Let's go watch the. Yeah, let's go. We're gonna we're gonna go watch uh, my my favorite team lose football. Um, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, maybe see you next week. If not, maybe see you next week. We'll We'll see see what happens. If not, um, you'll hear from us December fifth. So, can't wait. This has been fun. So fun. I'm so glad I did this. This is awesome. <laughs> A little pat, pat uh, on your back. Oh, I'll pat myself on the back. There you go. All right. Have a good one, everyone.